G'day punters and welcome back to another edition of Two Blokes and a Punt with myself, Lockie McDonald, and that is it this week. Uh, Dylan has been caught up at work being 30 June, so you're stuck with me for the next however long I can ramble on for by myself. Um, Look, I will kick things off with a little bit of NBA talk. Uh, Been pretty much hogging the media lately. Uh, Today we had a a big trade go down with Atlanta getting DeJounte Murray uh, from San Antonio and Atlanta giving back Daniello Gallinari, three first-round picks and a pick swap. Um, saw this trade, initially loved it, thought back a little bit on it and did speak to Dylan about this and just not sure on the fit of Murray at Atlanta at this stage. Uh, Obviously going to take uh, Trey off ball for a little bit, which I think will really help him. But I'm just... we, We both shared this in terms of is it exactly what Atlanta needed at this stage? And we both said no. Um, Do they need another guard? Well, not overly, but if you look um, into the playoffs, they played DeLon Wright a little bit, or probably a fair bit. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovic um, had a lot of DMPs. Um, My boy Kev Herter started, so I'm a little bit worried about his position now. Um, You know... yeah, I just I think it's a fair trade in terms of the Spurs are getting what they wanted. Um, worried that Atlanta may have jumped the gun trying to get a big name. Uh, obviously, we'll see how it works. But um, yeah, I I expect Atlanta to move John Collins, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic, and potentially my boy Red Velvet. Um, before the next season. Um, They've come out and said that they're still committed to Clint Capella, which I don't mind. Um, A lot of talk around a Capella-Gobert trade. Um, Don't like it. Don't like it at all. And will be interesting to see how the rest of this off-season plays out for Atlanta. Obviously, uh, trying to get back to where they were uh, two seasons ago in terms of reaching the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think this is the first uh, pin that they've pulled to get back there. They're going all in and going into win-now mode, which is understandable, but... I feel like they may be rushing it a little bit and giving up way too many assets, uh, especially three first-rounders. But, look, it'll be interesting to see how Murray and Trey play alongside each other. Um, Look, I'd I'd nearly put my house on John Collins not being there uh, at the start of next season as well. Uh, Another trade we had go down is uh, KCP 
and Ish Smith being traded from the Wizards to the Nuggets in return for Monte Morris and Will Barton. I actually really like this for the Wizards. Um, getting a bit of length, um, some more shooting. Uh, Will Barton's proven, well, actually not just Will Barton, Monte Morris as well um, over the last season with Jamal Murray injured that they can both play a very, very good role. Um, so I think the Wizards have done quite well there, uh, just taken on a bit more salary, which with will lead me into the next thing, which is Bradley Beal opting out of uh, his option and will become an unrestricted free agent. Um, so I actually found that quite surprising. I thought he would have at least... Uh, signed on and then looked for a trade and I thought the Wizards would have obliged but obviously not so he's opted out um, and he is a very big domino to fall now he's gonna he's gonna provide a championship contender that last piece of the puzzle uh, where will he go has me stuffed I have no idea. A lot of people have said Lakers, not going to work unless he takes a veteran's minimum. And even then, uh, I still don't see that working. And he's not going to take that sort of pay cut. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting uh, time for Bradley Beal. Um, you know, does he go to Miami? Well, no, they can't afford him. Like, it's... One of those things that if he opted in and then got traded, he probably would have got traded to a contender of his choice. Uh, now you're looking at contenders offering you less money because they can't afford it um, without absolutely blowing up the luxury tax. So uh, really interesting times ahead. Uh, for Bradley Beal and definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, we have uh, John Wall who opted uh, into his player contract and then was bought out by the Houston Rockets. Uh, no real surprises there. Uh, the big surprise was John Wall going to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, so you've got Paul George and John Wall and Kawhi Leonard. If John Wall's healthy and even remotely what he was during his time in Washington, uh, this is a dangerous team. Um, I, I think it's a great acquisition for the Clippers. Uh, definitely worth the risk. Uh, will they look to move Reggie Jackson on now or will Reggie Jackson take on a six-man role? I think they'll keep Reggie Jackson. Um, you know, John Wall's opted into a, a team-friendly deal there, so keep Reggie, uh, play him off the bench. John Wall goes down. You know that Reggie Jackson can step up and fill the hole. Um, really, really interesting time ahead for the Clippers. Uh, another team that's in win-now mode and they've made a very big step forward 
to winning. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm actually excited, especially if John Wall is healthy, like I said. Um, now we move on to an absolute shit show that is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Kyrie has opted in, but that whole organisation is just a debacle. You can't, like, even people on the inside don't know what's going on. You can't speculate from the outside. They've come out and said that they'd rather give up Kyrie and Durant to go through what they've been through. Um, that's a massive call, being Kevin Durant, top three player in the league in my eyes. Kyrie Irving, uh, look, he just, I'm really glad he um, defected from Australia uh, because we don't want any part of him. He is proving to be toxic in any environment he goes into. Um, yes, he can play. Yes, he's great when he's on the court, but do you take great on the court for an absolute shit show off the court or do you take good on the court and great off the court? I know which one I'm picking and it is not Kyrie Irving. Uh, I'm, I, I, like I said, I, I like Kyrie's game, but... I'm completely cutting Kyrie from everything. Um, he's only hurting his reputation now and whatever organisation he's involved with. Um, you know, he's come out and said that he'll just retire whenever he wants. Uh, this is not a great look for a player earning about $40 million. Um, he could sign with you and then just decide to retire. Uh, just terrible, terrible uh, locker room etiquette by Kyrie. And uh, you can sort of see that KD sort of had enough of it. And uh, the whole organisation has as well, and the fans. Uh, Kyrie is public enemy number one at the moment uh, in Brooklyn, I believe. And do I think he will play for Brooklyn? This upcoming season, uh, I'm literally sitting on the fence right now. Uh, I'm really not sure. I don't know who takes him, if they make him available. Obviously, someone will, but uh, I, me personally, I don't think he's worth the risk. Um, and his role off the off the court um, would significantly damage any um, locker room camaraderie that's built up within any organisation. So, look, if I was a GM, I'd be steering clear. And, uh, look, I hope, I hope Kyrie, uh, Kevin Durant, sorry, does stay at the Nets and find success there. Uh, Brooklyn can definitely use some success and I think KD's the man to bring it there. Does he work with Ben Simmons? Well, who knows? Does anyone work with Ben Simmons? Who knows? Um, so the Brooklyn Nets are another organisation to really keep an eye on in this off-season uh, and see how they play, or even just see how they line up um, 
for game one of the upcoming season. Uh, really, really, um, they could be the same. They could be very different. It's it's so up in the air right now. I don't even know where the penny drops. Um, but yeah, the Nets will be talked about for a long time. Um, we also had the uh, the NBA draft, um, and I'll be the first to admit I was wrong. Uh, I had um, Jabari Smith as my number one for a long time. Kept saying it, kept saying it. Yep, the Magic will take him, and. You know, they obviously didn't didn't listen to me. They took uh, Paolo Bancaro, who is NBA ready, um, is a great fit for that organisation. I have no issues with them taking him number one. Uh, Thunder took Chet Holmgren number two, and the Rockets landed Jabari Smith, which uh, I think he'll be very frustrated with being number one pick on a lot of mock boards uh, and falling to number three. Uh, he'll definitely have a chip on his shoulder. And look, I would not want to be at the Rockets. Um, so yeah, I, I feel sorry for the kid. Um, we had uh, Aussie get picked up in the top 10. Dyson Daniels uh, picked up number eight by the Pelicans. Plenty of length. Length. Uh, he's very versatile on on defense. Uh, a really really solid pickup by the Pels. He will be getting game time early, and the Pelicans are going to surprise quite a few people uh, this upcoming season. Even without um, Zion, if he goes down injured, I think they're building a really really solid young core, and they're going to be really fun to watch. Um, a few trades throughout the draft. Uh, nothing really to write home about. Um, you know, the Knicks are obviously clearing space uh, to sign uh, Jalen Brunson, which I think is going to be a mistake. Um, clearing way too much. They're going to pay him way too much and they're trying to build around him, RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. Uh, that is not a championship winning anything. Um, Jalen Brunson looks really good in the Mavs. Uh, he's proven that he can do it all without Luca there. But if you're trying to root, build around Jalen Brunson, who is a really good, I'd probably say fourth option, um, maybe a third option and you're giving him the money that the Knicks look like they're giving him. Uh, it's just a really big Knicks thing to do. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to feel this um, for the next few years, uh, same as they are for Julius Randle, who had a great year and then dropped off massively. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you get the same from Jalen Brunson once he gets paid uh, very much how Julius Randle did. Um, all right, on, on Sunday we had the State of Origin. Um, I'll, I'll admit here that I got quite a bit wrong again. Um, I said New South Wales will win. 
thought it was going to be a close game and low scoring. Uh, that was not the case because New South Wales won 44-12, which was bloody excellent to watch. Uh, I was speaking to a few mates during the game and we were all very excited. Um, I just want to start off by saying well done to Nathan Cleary. Um, plenty of talk about his game one. Uh, he came out and just dominated the game. You know, not only just scoring two tries, but really controlled the attack. Um, James Tedesco was fantastic as well. Um, but, you know, the, there needs to be a special mention about Matt Burton. That bomb that he put up was absolutely enormous. Um, I don't blame... I think it was... Murray Tuolungi on that wing. Um, happy to be corrected if I'm wrong from memory, but I believe Tuolungi just wanted nothing to do with it and no one would blame him. That thing went out of the stadium and then came back in. It was an absolute monster. Um, so well done to Matt Burden, even getting a try, and he played really well on debut as well. Uh, so big shout-out to Matt Burton. I was sceptical uh, of your selection. But you proved me wrong, and I'm happy to be proved wrong because you played a blinder, mate. Well done. Um, now, we'll move on to a controversial topic, and that is the sin binning of Felice Kafusi at the end of the first half. Uh, me, personally, I was a little bit surprised uh, when he first got sent to the sin bin. There was a few ruck infringements um, leading up to it. I did not hear a warning given um, and then he was sent to the sim bin I was like oh that was you know that they definitely took that pretty quickly wasn't complaining because go the blues uh, but since then you've been able to see the footage of Felice Cafusi and you know he had his legs uh, around the head constantly squeezing, letting go, squeezing, letting go. Um, you know, just as the Queenslanders like to say, just being a grub. Um, so, yeah, I've got no issue uh, with him going in the Simbin and costing his team. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, stuff you, Felice Cafusi, you deserved it. Um, the NRL this week is... Quite interesting. There's a couple of really good games. Um, you know, tonight you've got Manly uh, against the Storm. Storm without uh, Cameron Munster, who's out for a few weeks with a shoulder injury. Um, it's at Brookvale. I'm, I'm actually going to take an upset. I'm going to go the Sea Eagles to beat the Storm uh, tonight. Um, not by much. It'll be very close. Uh, if they do win, uh, but yeah, I just yeah, I'm gonna yeah, no, I'm gonna stick with my tip. Definitely gonna go the Sea Eagles over the Storm. Uh, tomorrow night you got the Knights and the Titans, two teams that are really struggling. Uh, played in Newcastle, six o'clock. Um, the only thing is with the time, the Knights may not get as many supporters in as they do. Like the Novacastrians are great supporters of their team. Um, 
absolutely love him. They turned out in droves, whether it's raining, shining, whether the team's playing shit, whether they're going to play finals, it doesn't matter. They're always there. Uh, I think the Knights will take that game being at home. Uh, then you got the Panthers and the Roosters. Uh, I just think the Panthers are going to be too good. Roosters really struggle. And Luke Keery's uh, in down. Joey Manu moved to the six. Uh, I believe he might be racing the clock to play. Uh, the Panthers are just too good. Uh, Bulldogs, Sharks. Yeah, just going to take the Sharks. Cowboys, Broncos uh, in a Queensland Derby. Uh, this will be a really good game. Uh, I expect Brisbane to be fired up for it, but I expect the Cowboys also to be too strong at home. Uh, the Rabbitohs and Eels. Oh, I'm actually going to pick this as a dour affair. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but I think it might be a little bit of a boring game. Uh, I think the Eels will win, but you never know with the Rabbitohs. So, yeah, I think Eels will win in a game that you probably can miss unless you're a Rabbitohs or Eels supporter. Uh, big game I want to talk about is the Warriors and West Tigers. Uh, first game back in New Zealand for the Warriors uh, in a very, very long time. I am very excited to see the Warriors play at home. I think the West Tigers are going into an ambush here. They're, the Warriors are just, you know, they're going to have their families there. It's going to be everything to them. Um, seeing the passion that they can show. And uh, I really hope they get the season on track um, on Sunday. Uh, then you got the Raiders and the Dragons. Uh, this will be an interesting game in Wollongong. Um, Dragons have been playing quite well. Of late, Raiders up and down. Um, but I think the Dragons might actually get the job done in Wollongong on a Sunday Arvo. Hopefully all the fans turn out for them. And uh, I think that will be a, an absolute cracker of a game. Uh, look, I'm going to take over from Dylan and do the AFL. So for all you AFL diehards, uh, I'm going to get quite a few things wrong here. So bear with me. This is Dylan's uh, aspect. Uh, I'm sure he will love the fact that I'm taking over for him. Uh, we saw Tom Stewart get a four-week suspension uh, for that hit on Dion Prestia. And look, I, I think four weeks is fine. Uh, I think that's fair enough. Uh, very strong topic Coming out from that is if the AFL should introduce a sin bin or being sent off. Uh, I think if they can get it right in terms of timing, because uh, the AFL is a very free-flowing game, a lot can happen off-ball, etc. Uh, if it can, if they can fine-tune it where it actually does work without slowing the game down, then yeah, I'm. I'm all for it. Um, should it be a send-off? No, I'd just be happy with a sin bin of, you know, it might just be 10 minutes um, like it is in the rugby league. One person difference on a field that size. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that affects um, the game. 
So I'm sure Dylan will touch on that next week, but uh, my opinion is bring in a Simbin if they can get it to work. Uh, so this week's clashes uh, for the AFL start with a, what I think will be a great game in Brisbane Lions and Western Bulldogs tonight. Um, up at the Gabba. And I'll tip the Brizzy Lions. Um, I think they'll they'll go all right. Um, Western Bulldogs just need to lift a little bit more. Whether they can do that tonight, they might. Uh, but I'll stick with uh, the Brisbane Lions. Carlton St Kilda. I'll go Carlton. Uh, Carlton, are, from what I can see, uh, playing some really good footy. Um, Saints got belted by the Swans last week. So, uh, yeah, more than happy to take Carlton tomorrow night. Uh, Sydney Essendon, I'll go Sydney. Melbourne Adelaide, go Melbourne. Geelong North Melbourne, I'll go Geelong. Gold Coast Collingwood, this is an interesting game for myself. Um, you know, Collingwood knocked off my Giants last week. Um, had to hold on for that. Got out to a big lead, and the Giants kept chipping away at that. Um, and Gold Coast took it to Port Adelaide, losing by two points. Uh, so I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip the Suns. Uh, you know, it's good to see Gold Coast playing some good footy. Uh, so hopefully they can keep that going. Uh, West Coast Richmond. I'll go uh, Richmond. Uh, Giants and the Hawks. Always got to tip your own team in the Giants. Um, and Frio and Port. I've just been reading that Frio may have some injury concerns. Uh, being played over in Perth makes makes it a little bit of a different game. Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide coming off a uh, very narrow win over the Suns. Uh, Dylan will kill me because uh, he hates it when I do this, but I will tip... Port Adelaide in an upset there. Um, so that is my quick take on AFL. Like I said, I'm not fully over the around the game. Um, no little bits, but I'm happy to take all the criticism I can, except from you, Dylan, because you should be working, and I don't want to hear it. Um, look, Wimbledon has started as well. Uh, really, really interesting makeup um, at this stage. Um, they've listed Novak Djokovic as a very heavy favourite. Um, I don't like that, mainly because I don't like Novak. Um, but, you know, a dollar fifty for him to win it. <sighs> no thanks. I uh, found it quite interesting that he's gonna he dropped a set in the opening round uh, to I believe it was a Korean opponent. Uh, I found that interesting, so uh, I'm actually gonna uh, who am I gonna go? I, I like Stefano Sistapas, um, Nick Kyrgios at twenty six dollars. Look, if if Nick Kyrgios could pull his head in and not be a dick. Um, think he's one of the better grass court players going around um, so look, he could definitely cause some damage uh, but I'll take Sister Pass in 
at $15. Um, I think Sister Bass will play right, and uh, I don't want to touch Novak Djokovic, and I won't, so eat shit Novak. Uh, on the women's side, um, Swiatek is a $2.40 favourite. I think that's very reasonable for her. Um, I think without Ash Barty, she is the definite world number one there, so uh, I'm happy to take Swiatek um, to win at $2.40. Um, so we'll see how that plays out as well. I uh, see Australia and Sri Lanka um, have kicked off the test series over there, uh, included Mitch Swepson uh, in the in the side. Um, everyone knows I'm not a big Mitch Swepson fan. Played all right. Uh, in the first innings, 13 overs, 3 for 55. Our boy Gaz uh, picked up a fifer. Um, you know, we're currently uh, 3 for 98, chasing 212. Um, there is uh, some bad weather going through Sri Lanka at the moment, um, but hopefully the Aussie boys can keep playing nice and strongly. Um, we definitely need Steve Smith and Marnus uh, Labashane to find a little bit of form. My boy Uzi, unbeaten last night, uh, travelling really well. Hopefully I don't put the mocker on him, uh, but tends to play quite well in the subcontinent. So um, we'll see how the Aussie boys go and hopefully they, they keep ticking along. Um, I do have a best bet um, for you after mine saluted last week. Um, gunning for two in a row and I'm pretty confident on this one um, that it'll get the job done so I've got um, Carlos Alcaraz um, in the men's Wimbledon uh, also in the men's Wimbledon Yannick Sinner versus John Eisner I've got over 3.5 sets that is over 3.5 total sets uh, that'll be a very good game John Eisner's an absolute fighter uh, Yannick Sinner's playing some really good tennis, so I wouldn't be surprised if that goes to five sets, uh, but definitely over 3.5. Uh, I've got the Sydney Swans to beat Essendon, Cronulla Sharks to beat the Bulldogs, and Melbourne Dees to beat Adelaide Crows. Uh, juicy odds of 391, which is power paid, uh, so definitely jump on that. That'll go up um, on the socials like it does every week. Um, and... With that, I will start my sign-off. I was going to give you a joke, but I'll save them for Dylan because we always like Dylan's reactions. Um, so I will sign off. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Have a good weekend, and thank you for listening to my dull voice for half an hour. Stay sweet, everyone.